friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blessed day today. Hope you guys are enjoying the beginning of your week. Hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. Got to spend it with some friends or family or whatever you decide to do or get some exercise in. I had the privilege of training with a group of my guys that we train all together all the time. And one of my retired Ranger buddies and some other guys from the Air Force actually came out. We got to train extensively. And uh, it was good. I'm actually still still fairly sore from it. Training Friday and Saturday, and it was a good time. And it was interesting because we had a conversation. When you deal with a lot of these guys that are retired military and contractors now, or even retired contractors, they have a tendency to know a lot about what's going on. And what's interesting, one of the guys there used to be Air Force pilot with a C-130, and he now is retired. And he does basically contract work for the Air Force and training pilots with the Air Force whenever he's needed. And one of the things was interesting, he was only there for a little bit, and we were having a conversation because I asked him, I said, how is the military and the Air Force holding up right now as far as with the you know military infrastructure from what I've been hearing is starting to be depleted? And he goes, what you're hearing is minute. He goes, what we're seeing now is, he goes, I actually had training last weekend that was going to train a bunch of pilots, and they canceled the training because multiple of the planes didn't pass basically inspection. They're waiting on all these parts that they can't get allegedly, and they can't get certain equipment. They're waiting on fuel to show up. And he said, quite frankly, from a readiness standpoint, he said the U.S. Air Force is an abysmal failure right now. And I said, are you serious? He goes, yeah, at least where I work with is some of these bases. He didn't want me to disclose, but they're in Florida. And he said, what's happening is now black ops is sucking up all the money out of the room. He said, all these spec ops you know, Delta, SEALs, even the Rangers, MARSOC, those guys are getting most of the funding they need for much of anything because they handle a lot of the more special missions and engagements. He said, but the general overall military of the United States is starting to massively decay. And he said, one of the other things that we have seen now, and he goes, it is not a joke. He says, we're decimating the weapons arsenal and the ammunition arsenal. He said they're actually having to restrict how much ammunition some of the fighter pilots can use on training missions, on training missions, because they're having a hard time keeping up with supply to feed the training and also continually keep feeding Ukraine, allegedly. Now, it's interesting. We had a brief discussion. He really didn't want to talk much about Ukraine, probably because he's still active contracting, but he pretty much confirmed exactly what my ranger buddy told me, exactly what I've been hearing, is the fact that Ukraine is literally nothing more than a black market money laundering, weapons laundering, weapon trafficking scheme, period. There's an article that just came out from a U.S. investigative journalist, Seymour Cy Hirsch, who confirmed this as well, and he said the West knows the weapons they're delivering to Ukraine are being sold on the black market, something the mainstream media has continually hushed up. He said he has not written about the topic because he has obviously – but he has obviously heard about it and is essentially in most cases not allowed to publish it. He added that very early Poland and Romania and other countries on the border being flooded with weapons that the United States have been shipping for the war in Ukraine. He said, in other words, commanders of various levels often there with generals or colonels and others were given shipments of weapons personally and resold or retailed them back to the black market, he talked about. He said, including weapons, hand missile guns designed to take down warplanes at considerable heights. There's a lot of concern about that. Six months ago, even a news story came out about it. However, it was being forced to be retracted. And he said that essentially everybody knows what's going on. The guy that was in the Air Force that I talked to 
basically confirm this without wanting to go into detail on it, that the weapons we're sending over there, in most cases, are not going to theater. You have 10, 20 percent of them that are actually being used up. This is why I've told you before when they were talking about the billions of rounds of ammunition the Ukraine's allegedly going through every few months and the hundreds of thousands of machine guns they continually need more and more and more and more and more of. So it doesn't make any sense that this is not a large scale global war. This is you know, border skirmishes in most cases between Russia and Ukraine. There is conflict going on, he said. There's most definitely engagements going on over there. He said, but it is nowhere near the scale that are we being told it is, nor the scale that the munitions are being needed from every single NATO country, including the United States. It's not happening. It's impossible. Can't go through that much munitions over there. Not in that small of an area. And so what we're watching now here is the United States and a lot of things starting to happen with an intentional breakdown of civilization of the United States. It's interesting. I saw an article and they made a comment. They said the United States is intentionally being put out there as essentially the unrespected clown out into the entire world. Most places in the entire world that have no respect for the United States is sad because a lot of us here are still strong American patriots and made the analogy that said if the world was a bar, America would be the angry drunk waving around a loaded gun. Yes, people in the bar might be afraid of him, but they sure as heck do not respect him, and at some point in time, somebody is going to shoot him. I thought, gosh, that's a horrible analogy about the United States, but that's essentially what we're watching now. We're watching this clownery occur right in front of us, and yet people have continually put their heads in the sand and not want to address things. There's an explosive study, speaking of people wanting to put their heads in the sand. There's an explosive study that came out by the Daily Mail. This is where the Daily Mail published this, and it was a huge study done by German researchers that concluded face masks cause carbon dioxide poisoning even worn for a short period of time and can contribute significantly to stillbirths when worn by pregnant women. Imagine that. Testicular dysfunction and cognitive decline in children, among other destructive health issues. I mean, ding dong, hello. We've been yelling about this for three years. Went to a doggone school board meeting in 2021 about this. It talked about the research that was already coming out. Apparently what they did was now, these German researchers compiled numerous amount of studies together. And they knows, noted even short-term exposure to CO2 can cause brain damage and increasing anxiety and impaired memory. They said in male mice who were exposed to 2.5% CO2 for four hours, testicular cells and sperm were destroyed. The equivalent amount for humans would be about 0.5% of CO2 in the same period of time. They found that in humans, the study points to research, they found that within five minutes of wearing a tight mask resulted in CO2 levels increasing between 1.4% and 3.2%. Now, they noted the review provides circumstantial evidence only in some cases when it alludes to stillbirths during the pandemic, but they said there's a high probability the mask could have contributed. This is not a joke. This is why I yelled from the top of the mountains that this entire thing was theater, and we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to keep beating this into the ground. Most people understand this now, but again, the reason why I say this is to reiterate and remind everybody that listens to this show and forwards this show. This was never about public health or safety. This was never about protection. This was about fear and control from the very beginning with COVID, and they did a darn good job if that was their overall goal with how many people continually went along with the lie over and over and over and over and over again and didn't question it. This is why I have said repeatedly, 
always ask questions. When somebody's telling you, you have to do something, but I don't want to do it. No, you have to. It's a mandate. It's a requirement. The first response out of my mouth is always, 100% of the time is, why? Why? Why do I have to do this? Why do I be forced to do this? Why is it mandated that I do this? And the majority of the time, every time that came up during COVID, well, the CDC says so. Okay, so we're talking about a government entity that's directly funded by the U.S. government and also a private entity that can take donations. It is also a 501c3 corporation that can be funded by other countries throughout the world, and they are a research agency, and they're telling us that it's a mandate that we have to do this. So that, A, no, I'm not doing that. B, that doesn't even make sense. This is what people have to start doing as far as having critical thinking and asking questions. This is what we do on the show all of the time to continually make people question the narrative. I've had people bring up over to me over the last year. They said, why do you, why are you so hard on the tranny movement? I said, I'm not particularly hard on the tranny movement. I said, I am particularly hard against people that are trying to actively groom child children and are actively trying to engage in pedophilia and are actively trying to pervert the younger generation of thinking this is okay. I said, if somebody wants to be a transgender and wants to go do that as a grown adult and they want to engage in that behavior or go to gay bars, I said, I really do not care, nor am I going to say anything to them. I'm not going to go out of my way to go into a gay bar and yell at them and get mad at them. Quite frankly, I've never been to one, never will be at one, never care to be around anyone at one. Just their job. That's what they want to do. They want to go do that. Free will. Heck of a thing. I said, but this is not about that anymore. I said, this is about directly grooming young children. For example, and now my point is proven down here in Florida, a massive Florida LGBTQ, LGBT QRS, whatever group, has now canceled their pride parade when told it must be for adults only. Oh, yeah. Officials in southeastern Florida shut down a gay pride parade and restricted other pride events, disallowing anyone under the age of 21 from attending. So lest you think they're doing this because they want to basically do this for free speech. Oh, yeah. They went on to say here that the Pride Alliance of Treasure Coast posted the Facebook event that was going to be limited to 21 years of old, 21 years old and older after several talks with Port St. Lucie officials. This comes after Governor Ron DeSantis is sending a pass on the law to keep children out of drag shows. This is what they put out. They said, we hope everyone understands this is definitely not what we wanted at all. We have held off as long as we can in making this announcement. We hope everyone will still come out and support our community and attend these events. We'll be making an announcement in the near future about a family-friendly event that we can have. But as of right now, we regret to announce that we have to cancel our plans to bring our beloved parade out. Now, what's interesting about this is there's no restriction about the parade as far as being able to have an event and go somewhere and with adults. They've just flat out told them if this is an event, it has to be 21 year olds and older. You cannot have an event that shows graphic things that children are allowed to go to, period. And what's happened is now DeSantis put together this bill banning children from going to adult oriented performances, including drag shows. And the bill defines adult live performances as any show, exhibition, or presentation that is performed in front of an audience or in whole or is in a part depicted or simulates nudity, sexual conduct, sexual excitement, sexual activities, lewd conduct, or lewd exposure of prosthetic or imitation of genitals or breast. I think that's a pretty clear-cut example, the fact that I don't know why this even had to go into place. I had a show on Doug with Doug on Friday, if you guys heard on the Hagman Report. Great show with Doug. 
we talked about a lot of different stuff and went into detail on this. And he goes, you know for a fact, he goes, if I took my grandson to a strip club, if I tried to bring him in there, they would absolutely say no. And if I continued to push, they'd call law enforcement on me, and I'd be charged with probably lewd and lascivious behavior with a minor. Multiple other charges if I continually tried to bring him in there. So why is that not the same when you have grown men exposing themselves? And this is what Doug and I brought up in detail on the show and went on a bunch of other situations and topics and stuff. So it's a great show if you haven't heard it. But so this, again, proves my point that this is not about expressing themselves and free speech of being able to be a tranny. This is about having events that they want to bring young children to so they can groom them, exploit them, and desensitize them to perversion. Lest you believe it, you have this group now that has canceled all their events because they now have to be forced to be adult-only events. That right there shows you a clear-cut example of what they're trying to do. So again, this is why it is so important that people continue to get vocal. Florida now has been listed by this major LGBT tranny gay group that we're like a dangerous state now. They have issued a warning not to go to the state of Florida and not to move to the state of Florida because it is dangerous for transgenders in Florida. And my response is do whatever you want to do. That's what you feel. That's what you feel. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. There's nothing dangerous about moving to Florida other than, well, yeah, you got the water moccasins and you got the gators and you got the meth heads and you got the hurricanes and, you know, a few host of other things down here on a regular basis in the Florida swamp. But there's nobody attacking people that are trannies down here that are walking around. But what we have said very clearly is we will not accept nor will we go along, nor will we endorse people doing that and exposing our young children to perversion. That's not attacking any singular group. That's being very clear-cut that we will protect our children at all costs, whether it be domestic or foreign invasion. Whatever that invasion may be, we will protect our children, period, down here in this state. And I know a lot of other people feel the exact same way with me about this, Dad. What do you think? You know, the Bible says that if a person comes after these kids, it'd be better a millstone be tied around their neck. And, and quite frankly, I have to applaud DeSantis. Now, I have no idea what his overall goal is. I have no idea why he's praying at the Wailing Wall. I have no idea why he basically passed all that pro-Israel legislation here in the United States when they're the number one homosexual destination in the world. I have no idea why he went after Disney except for the grooming stuff. And now they're in a big fight with Disney down here as far as with Reedy Creek. Uh, he's announcing now that he basically said on the Daily Mail on his tour over to you know to Europe that he was not a presidential candidate. Uh, I don't know what he's doing, and if he has any sense, honestly, he won't run against Trump. Now, would I like for him to run against Trump? Yes, I would. Would I like for him to be president? Yes, I would. But do I want him to stay governor of the state of Florida for you know a few more years? Yes, I would. The problem is Trump's going to run him through a doggone grist mill, and he's going to grind him up. And it's going to really hurt him as far as from a, how should I say, you know, viable candidate for the next time the presidency runs. You know, do I want Trump back in office again? Absolutely not. Do I want Biden in office? Absolutely not. I mean, it's a mess. It's just an absolute mess. I've become a political agnostic. I really have. It's nauseating to me. It's like a giant circus show with a bunch of clowns and elephants and, you know, and, and, and weird circus performers. Like It's like the freak show. You know, we have the two-headed monsters and the four, you know, armed girls and the the tattooed wonder ladies, of course, nowadays everybody's turned into a tattooed wonder lady. It's kind of weird. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. It's crazy. And all the, you know, let me stop for a second with tattoos. Since I'm, since I'm on this topic. And I know a lot of you probably got some pretty cool looking tattoos. I got that. But, you know, it's amazing how the culture has changed as far as the tattoos and what's accepted and not accepted, especially with, you know, you know, weird Illuminati stuff on you with all seeing eyes and everything else. 
it's uh, just strange to me that people are doing a lot of that stuff and a lot of that art. Well, the Bible is very clear about tattoos anyhow, but I won't go into that today. But the reality is, is that the culture has been changed. You have to ask yourself the question, why has it changed? Well, years ago, there's a 45 declared goals for the communists to take over America. And you go through it yourself. I'm going to post this. But several of them, including number 24, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and violation of free speech and free press. Number 25, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio, and TV. Number 26, present homosexuality and degeneracy and promiscuity as normal, natural, and healthy. You know, uh, you say, well, wait a minute, uh, why are you picking all these people? Well, you know, I just thought I'd mention that Jill Biden gives the International Women of Courage Award to a transgender official and that 20 trans women have won national international competitions or championships, and they're not even women, they're men. I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me that this group of people are, are going – these people have this gender dysmorphic disorder are actually being put out into – think about it for a second. Let's just let's stop for a second. Remember that Greta Thunberg, that weirdo with the climate activist stuff, the one who had like Asperger's syndrome or whatever she had, and they used her to push the agenda for climate change. The girl's a moron. Okay, no offense. She's a moron. She's somebody they picked and chose as a cutout to promote. They picked a weirdo to promote their agenda, and they made this weirdo famous. I mean, I even know her name, right? So this is what they always do. They pick cutouts. They pick, pick, they pick people they can manipulate and direct and guide by what they do. In other words, with Greta Thunberg, you know, she's got like, the, you know, she wins the Nobel Prize, all the other crazy stuff. And, and you sit back, you watch, you go, what does she do? It's like these people that are, you know, these social media gurus that have millions of followers on social media, and you know, and they're and they're Instagram queens, or they're, or they're, you know, or they're or TikTok queens. And you ask yourself a question: What was their productivity? Except to do some weird stuff on TikTok and make make themselves, you know, famous with a bunch of followers who don't care about them, who don't really know who they are, who basically just want to see what they do as far as the next perversion they do. I mean, it's, the whole thing is so screwed up with our society today. And it's all based on what the Frankfurt School did, the communist goals of the takeover of the United States of America. And, and then while all this stuff is happening, all these other things are going on that we're going to talk about with, you know, with angel wars. Like there's been more cattle mutilations again. Uh, a bunch of cows have been found now that basically have not had a – how should I say? Their, their tongues have been cut out again, and, and they've been surgically excised. But everybody wants to just pretend like that's not real. You know, you know just nobody, nobody's going to talk about this. Nobody's going to talk about the cattle mutilations. I'm going to basically you know, figure this out. But, you know. In Texas, cattle were found dead with missing tongues. Authority in Texas are investigating the mysterious death of cattle found with their tongues completely removed by precision clean cuts, as, as if with a laser scalpel. Ranchers in Madison County, about 100 miles southeast of South of Waco, found the mutilated remains of these longhorn cows laying on her side on the ranch. Madison County Sheriff said a straight clean cut with apparent precision is made to remove the hide around the cow's mouth on one side, leaving the meat under the removed hide untouched. The cut the tongue was so completely, also completely removed from the body with no blood spill. As noted, there were no signs of struggle, and the grass around the cow was undisturbed. There were no tire marks, no footprints, no tire tracks were noted in the area. Ranchers also noted five similar cases involving four adult cows and one yearling in Brazo and Robertson counties. The exact cause of death of the six livestock is unknown. Each was found the same way, with a face cut along the jawline, the tongue removed, and a straight clean cut with apparent precision, the sheriff's office said. Now, you know, we can talk about this in depth, you know, on Angel Wars, but I'm probably not going to because, again, the, the fallen angels, right, they were given all kinds of advanced technology They were they, by God. They, they were given all kinds of information by God. Uh, they were probably also involved as far as, you know, recreating different species, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, we know they came in in the book of Enoch and they started changing things. They started doing weird stuff and doing genetic experimentations. They even sinned against the reptiles, it said, probably producing Tyrannosaurus rexes using partial human DNA with those little short arms. All that crazy stuff happened in the pre-Adamic world. That's why we have such a hard time trying to put our heads around that, along with the ancient structures. I mean, nobody wants the T-Rex running around in the Garden of Eden. Hmm? Nobody. Nobody needed to have that there. That wasn't something that Adam and Eve were going to go, wow, that's really cool. That's a T-Rex. It's 60 feet tall. Of course, we don't know how tall Adam and Eve were either. They could have been 200 feet tall. We don't know. We have no idea how big they were. And, and so the reality is that we sit back and we watch all of this stuff, and we just say, you know, what's going on with all of this stuff, and why is this happening, and why, why are we having more cattle mutilations? Now, this has been going on for a long, long, long time because these entities, these fallen angels, which were cast down to this planet with Lucifer, uh, basically haven't stopped doing their thing. They still do what they do. They still fly around in the spaceships they use that I'm sure were probably used against the resurrection, excuse me, the insurrection against God. And all of these things are basically, you know, part of the group of entities that control the planet. Now you think, well, it can't be that weird. It, I mean, it really is that weird. I mean, you know, now, now they're trying to open up another wormhole, which they've opened them up before, and they're trying to use, of course, the, the ability to do this to to, to 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 be able to transverse across the galaxy. You know, and you know, and, you know, and so you, you sit back and you look at it, and you go, well, why would they open up a wormhole? Well, why would they create a singularity? I mean, why would they do any of this? Why would they create a mini black hole? Why would they turn CERN on the star where they cause earthquakes all over the planet like they did? I mean, scientists are preparing to create a transversible quantum wormhole. You know, counterportation through a wormhole gives you the end goal of the object being reconstituted across space, but we can verify that nothing has passed. This is some strange stuff today, and this is out of the uh, article from a motherboard. You know, by, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. A physicist has proposed a mind-blowing experiment that could potentially create the first ever transversal wormhole, meaning a real bridge across time-space, reports a new study. In addition to demonstrating that the wormholes can exist, a speculative technique could open an entirely new windows into nature of reality by offering a glimpse inside the bizarre space-time tunnels and enable a form of teleportation that researchers call counterportation. Wormholes are hypothetical structures that connect two points in space-time, a feature that makes them especially popular in science fiction stories that include faster-than-light travel. The wormholes have been also a topic of serious scientific research for a century as they appear to be consistent with Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity. What a wormhole is this? It's like you're taking a, taking a sheet of paper, and you know, one part of the paper is a you know, million light years away, and the other part of the paper you know, is where we are right now, and you fold that paper over. You fold space, so to speak, like they talk about in the TV show Dune, the movie, and you fold the space over to basically take the, where you are right now over to where a million light years away is. It's some weird stuff, and it deals with quantum mechanics. It deals with particle theory. It also deals with, as this guy says in this article, teleportation and transversing great distances of time space instantly. So is this the kind of stuff that we're doing now You know, with our quote-unquote you know, space force? I, mean, I don't know. Is this a technology that was brought to us by the fallen angels, you know, that basically they were able to use to get their message across the universe as far as the rebellion against God? I don't know. We'll cover all this stuff on May the 1st. Well, if we can't cover all this stuff. We're going to talk about some of this stuff as we continue on with the Ted Nelson Brower Show. We're going to cover a lot of it on May the 1st. But the reality is this. There's some weird stuff going on. You know, cattle mutilation again, tongues being cut out with lizard laser precision. This has been going on for a long, long time. But for some reason, they like glandular secretions, and they like to do certain types of experiments with certain types of, you know, uh, you know, body parts, especially on cattle or other mammals. And some people say that when basically the, the, the deal was made with these ETs with Eisenhower, and if you want to believe that, I mean, it's up to you. 
you, the, basically they were given the ability to come in here and not be shot down to take X amount of humans for experimentation, but they're supposed to be returned safely, which they did not do. They killed a lot of them, and supposedly. And the same thing with these cattle and these other mammals on the planet. So this group of entities that we have sharing this planet with us, it's kind of like that movie with Will Smith, you know, when you have the, all these different things running around and, you know, you know, you know, you know, the men in black, you have all these different things running around that we don't get to see, but the people that run the planet get to see them. Uh, this stuff, this, that kind of stuff is probably real to a certain degree as far as other stuff that's here, other things that go bump in space time and bump in the middle of the night, and weird things that happen as we continue to stay here on this planet, whatever this thing is we're on. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of to that point after doing this this research on Angel Wars. I mean, this whole planet's not what we think it is. That's a, that's an absolute fact. Antarctica is probably what we think it is. <laughs> We've talked about that in detail. The only place on the planet, if you go, they will shoot you down and kill you to so protect you, that kind of crazy stuff. So all of these things are something that we need to take a look at in depth. Someone said to me a few months ago, they said, why do you care about what happened You know, you know, 50,000 years ago in a pre-Adamic race? It doesn't matter. I said, it doesn't matter. It completely matters. If we can't explain our existence here and why we're here, what the purpose of us being here is, what's the point of even going through this uh, charade that we have that we call life? When we go through it, then we end up passing through the other side and changing addresses and going to heaven. We need to try to figure out what the point of all this is. And that's the point of this show, I guess. We kind of try to figure out the realities of space-time. And we teach you that without Christ and without the power of the blood of the Lamb, that would be Jesus – and without the sanctification that he gives us because of his blood and his continual sacrifice for us, there is no hope for human beings. That Jesus gave us a way out. God gave us a way out off, I guess you call this prison planet. I guess you could call it that. At least it's the angel's prison planet. And so we need to understand who and what we are in the great scheme of things with God. And that's why I decided to do the Angel Wars presentation. And I make you guys all realize that God is sovereign. He's not going to put you here and not give you a way out or a way to cope with all of this stuff and a way to walk through the reality of what we are and who we are without Jesus. I mean, that's why he sent Christ. That's why he sent himself. He's the exact representation of God Almighty. That's who Christ is. And you think, well, you know, Jesus was Jewish. Okay, well, he's born Jewish. He's raised Jewish, but God's not Jewish. You know, he was sent here as a savior for the entire planet. And we need to understand that, that we have to understand who Christ is, who Christ will always be because he's an omnipresent being who gave his life for us so that we could be, again, sanctified to God, so we could be redeemed back to God, so we'd be compatible with God again because God cannot be in the presence of sin. That's why Christ came for us. And if we understand that, it makes more sense. That, Like I told you guys last week, you know, you know, if you try to swim to Hawaii, it doesn't matter if you're an Olympic swimmer or if you don't know how to paddle you know, with a paddleboard, you didn't, you didn't make any difference. You ain't going to swim from San Francisco to Hawaii nonstop. You're not going to do it. It won't, it'll never happen. But if you're not eaten by a shark, you're going to basically dehydrate. You're going to die. You're going to starve to death. It won't ever, ever happen. We need a savior to get us through this mess. And that's what Jesus did. He came here to eliminate that. And that's why the Lord's Prayer, protect us from the evil one. And that's what we need to understand. God's here to protect us. He's here to give you hope and faith through Jesus. And that's... I guess what's really been helpful to me, and it's been my, my, I guess my bulwark for the last nine months since my wife passed away. I know that you know I'm going to see her again. I know that the balance of time I have on this planet will go by real fast, as it always does. I mean, yesterday, in my mind, I was 20 years old, and now I'm not. You know, and so what's going to happen is we're going to find out very, very quickly you know, what the other side's all about. I remember years ago, I had a person who came, in, came into my mom's uh, shit, that German beer tavern, and he was talking about it. He was in his 30s, and they, I remember I was in high school. 
And he says, oh, I only wish I was in high school again. It went by so fast. It was 20 years ago. He said, I only wish I knew now what I know what I, if I had known that in high school. And I thought to myself, that's old geezer, man. What's wrong with him? He's 37 years old. He's an old guy. And I thought to myself, wow. Now I look back on him, I'm like, he wasn't old. I remember one time I had a young lady in college, and she was 27 years old. And I was like 23, 24 years old. And I, would, I dated her for a little while, and she's the one who actually got me saved. And I kept thinking to myself, she's so old, and she's 27. And now I look back on him and go, she's so young. <laughs> she's 27. And it's just everything's relative. It's all a different perspective because we're only here for a short period of time, like James says. And then we're like a mist and we vanish. So the only thing that's really going to stick with what we do is what we do for God and what we do for Christ while we're here. That's it. And we need to understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and that this is the day that the Lord hath made. And we will rejoice and we will be glad in it all the days of our life. Because, guys, you know, with Christ, all things are possible. You know, the will of God never is outdone by the will of the majority. God is the majority. He is the alpha. He is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He, we can do all things through him. We really can. And we need to understand that every single day of our life. And always remember, keep your hearts and minds and your, and your faith in Jesus and in God because he's there for you. He's always there for you. So it doesn't matter how many tongues get cut out of a cow or how many quantum wormholes that they're going to build or develop or what the space fleet of the United States looks like or how many fallen angels are imprisoned in Antarctica. It doesn't make any difference. We're just passing through. We're not of this world. We're just here for a little bit of time. And then we get to be with Jesus for all eternity. Always remember that. It's very, very, very important because if we don't have that type of mindset, you, you get overcome by all of this stuff. You basically start thinking, this is just crazy, crazy, crazy. And it, and it, and it, is, it is actually crazy, but, but, the, but the reality is we're not part of it. Now, I want to cover one more story real quick, and I'm going to segue off that. You know, Cy Hirsch, Seymour Hirsch, he's saying that the West knows that Ukraine is a weapons black market. And it is. Western countries' weapons supplies Ukraine show no sign of abating, with Russia warning that such deliveries will only prolong the conflict. Well, it's like Austin said. There's no real big war going on in Ukraine. We sent them probably globally now a trillion dollars worth of armament, hundreds of billions at least from all the different countries around the world decimating our own stockpiles to be sent into third world countries to be sold on the black market. They're not being used in Ukraine. There's so many weapons that have been sent to Ukraine now they could have wiped out the Russian army if they wanted to, but they haven't done that. Russia supposedly winning the conflict. I told you guys from the very beginning, this whole thing with Ukraine was a giant psychop. The Donbass would be in shell for six to seven, eight years anyhow before this thing started. And I personally believe there are some skirmishes going on over there. I believe that. But I believe the really, 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 really crazy videos they're showing, the stuff that was done 10 years ago, eight years ago, six years ago, whatever. I really believe that. I don't believe there's a hardcore you know, fight going on except for maybe some pockets over there just to give us the semblance of maybe something's really happening. And what, well, why in the world did we come to the aid of the third most corrupt country in the world the size of Texas? And now we're, why, why are we saying we have all these shortages of all these parts and all these military parts? And it's all because of Ukraine and because, you know, the manufacturing in Ukraine. Come, come on, guys. It was an agricultural country. I mean, it, you know, they produced a lot of food. They didn't do that. But, the, but the, the truth is, you know, everything's being blamed on this. That's the psychop they're doing. They're causing intentional shortages. You, know, you try to order a truck now from General Motors. You know, you, you, you got three, four, five months if you can get one. Forge sales are down what's almost seventy percent, according to one of my one of my sources from another car dealership in the last year, from year to date, because of shortages in parts. All of this stuff is happening around us, and we're watching the continual implosion of the economy of the United States. I called it the economic world engine two years ago, and they've shut it down, or they've attempted to shut it down, so they can postpone the massive inflation that's going to be set on by the dollar. That's what's happening. 
because when you stop the supply of goods and services, you can't have hyperinflation because you're not having a turnover of cash. There's the, the, uh, the, the velocity of money is not fast enough. And, and that's what we're finding right now with what's happening globally with all these shortages that we're having. But the, but the truth of the matter is this whole thing with the Ukraine is just a weapons smuggling thing is all it is. I don't believe any of it. I really don't. I don't believe any of this stuff as far as what they're telling us as far as all of this stuff. Now, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a really good article. I'm going to read this, and I'll turn it back over to Austin in part of it. It says, The Death of Law-Based Justice. I've stressed for many years that prosecutors and judges have turned trials into convicting the defendant regardless of innocence or guilt. The methods of producing convictions include withholding exculpatory evidence of the defendant, paying false witnesses with money or reduced or dropped charges or false testimony against the defendant, and plying on false charges until the defendant gives up and incriminates himself with a plea bargain. U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, illegitimate cases against Trump supporters for his non-existent January 6th insurrection can stand the light of day. Therefore, Graves hides the exonerating evidence, video evidence of his victims. The Biden regime's Justice Department declares the exonerating evidence is highly sensitive, national security, and refuses to release exonerating evidence on the grounds that such a release would pose a security threat. Clearly, the release would be a threat to the Stalinist show trials of Trump supporters. It's another conclusive sign of America's collapse into a tyrannical Stalinist state that so many Americans accept the demonization of Trump supporters and their illegitimate prosecution for political propaganda purposes and illegitimate imprisonment for participating in an insurrection that never happened. The stupid liberal Democrats delighting in the Biden's regime's abuse of Trump supporters are not sufficiently intelligent to understand that the death of the rule of law means their own lack of safety. America has reached a point of the Stalinist 1930s when an assertion by government suffices as evidence for punishment and execution. Consequently, no American is safe from the government. Wow. Think about this stuff. The feds are still fighting the release of January 6th, the tapes, despite the mounting legal pressure. I remember years ago, I had a pastor friend of mine up in Ohio, and he has a big church up there, still does. Good guy. I was on his TV show many, many times. And I remember he ended up having a lawsuit in his church because of the nursery. Some person had brought their child into the nursery and said that someone had grabbed that child in the nursery and put a bruise on their arm because the child was misbehaving. And they sued the church for millions and millions of dollars, and they won. They won the lawsuit, got millions of dollars for the church because the child had a bruise on his arm. I mean, it wasn't damaged, wasn't seriously injured, had a bruise on his arm. Despite the fact that the tapes, everything in the nursery was being videotaped all the time, showed that nobody in the nursery grabbed the child. Nobody touched the child. And that tape was not allowed. It was a sculptor. It was not allowed to be presented in court. And the testimony of the people who said that nothing happened were not allowed to be used and heard. And the church ended up having to be paid, having to pay millions of dollars out for an incident that never even happened because they weren't allowed to defend themselves. So he's absolutely right about what he's saying here. And you see this. I've got a friend of mine right now in the middle of a giant lawsuit with the federal government because he said that vitamin D3 you know, would be good for the immune system. Never made any claims with COVID, and they sued him, tried to take his license away from him. And they've been going on for years. He's millions of dollars into this lawsuit now, and now they're offering him a settlement, but he has to be gag-ordered. And basically, they told him that they will never apologize to him, that they know what they did was wrong because it's a matter of national security. Isn't it always a matter of national security when they do something wrong and they can't tell the truth about what they've done? You know, and that's the thing that bothers me so much. If you know, They keep telling us they want us to be in the open. They want us to make sure all of our finances are completely and totally shown, that we have to be digitalized now, and we have to have every transaction that we ever do has to be made public. And they have to know who we are and what we are and everything that we buy and do because it's national security because it's part of the Patriot Act. Well, what the heck? 
why is that okay? Rules for us and not for them. Rules for thee and not for me, like Austin says. When we can have no evidence of what's going on with January the 6th, we cannot talk about all of the people that Jeffrey Epstein and know who they are that he basically had with young women and underage girls in his mansion and in all his brothels that he ran and all the stuff that he did. Why can't we know who the people are that he has on basically videotape, you know, you know, raping young girls with statutory rape? Why, why, why can't we find out those names? Why is that being withheld from us? Why is it rules for thee and not for me? They want us having everything out in the open. And if you say, I don't like what you're doing, you are neo-Nazi, skinhead, racist, grandma killer. That's what you are because you don't like what we're doing. No, we're not. We're just asking a question. Why is it it's rules for thee and not for me? And why in the world do we have to deal with this junk? And again, you have to realize, like Austin said, the United States is the drunk in the room waving a gun. And, you know, you, you see this stuff and you think, what the heck, man? The guy's drunk and he's got a gun. He's a big old guy. And you think. Wow, somebody just needs to take this guy and do a leg sweep or whatever, or just taser him or just you know hit him with some pepper spray or do something to get this gun out of his hand. And that's who we've become in the eyes of the world. We had to destroy the city on the hill. They had to destroy the hope of the world because that's what they found in 1930 in the Frankfurt School in Germany that the United States was seen as the pinnacle of perfection when it came to the development of the people in our country the national pride that we had, the nationalism that we had, and the hope that we had for a better future through free enterprise. And the whole world looked to us as the shining light on a hill and saw the United States as the only hope to emulate us and our government. So they had to destroy that. Remember that movie Gladiator with Russell Crowe? Where he decided to weigh 350 pounds and he was in such good shape and he was doing all the gladiator. I love that movie, by the way. And remember what they said? They said they got it. They were they had to kill him because he basically was standing against the emperor. And they said, first, we've got they've got to kill your name before they kill you. Remember that first they had to kill the image of the United States and the name of the United States and the hope that the United States gave everybody before they took the United States down. So that way we just be another failed experiment as a Republican. It doesn't work. We need to have socialism. That's what they've done to us. That's why they've turned us upside down like this. The Kabbalist, Luciferian, Synagogue of Satan second did this. Whether anybody wants to believe it or doesn't believe it, it'll make one bit of difference to me. That's who did it because they control the money supply. Always follow the money. It's always the same group that has done this for thousands and thousands of years, and they are controlled by the fallen angels. Just like those 60 elders were when Moses was leading the children of Israel out of the promised land. I did a whole show on this, and you had those 60 Kabbalist elders that were there trying to push the ancient Egyptian religions and gods back to the children of Israel. And they continue to do that over and over and over again. It's the same group that have worshipped these fallen angels and the ancient entities of the Baal, Moloch, and Asherah worship. And the fallen angels have been here doing this all the time, subverting our religions and destroying the world as far as what it looks at and sees as Christianity. Always remember that, guys. It's important to understand who we are and what they're doing to us. Don't let them mess with your head. Don't do that. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ all the days of your life and continue to understand that Jesus is the answer for all of it. What do you think, Austin? You're 100% right. I mean, that's exactly what they're trying to do is exploit the republic as effective and as amazing and as efficient and as well as it is. They're trying to make the republic seem like it's just another failed experiment. Ah, socialism is the best option. Everybody needs to be on the same page. Everybody needs to be uniform. Everybody gets equal amount of money from the government. Everybody be happy. Even though we know socialism and communism are an epic failure in every country they've been in, at least for the citizens. 
the tyrannical government that controls them and does genocide on them, well, I guess it's always successful for them because <laughs> they're, they're not the ones who are basically being killed and starved. But you know, one thing that I brought up on the show, on Doug's show on Friday too, and the detail on it, was this new uh, rule that's being put into place with the Federal House Finance Agency that just got approved last week that's going to be going into place uh, May 1st. Or apparently it's been approved earlier. It's now going into effect May 1st. I'm going to clarify that. And it's going to basically force good credit home buyers to pay more for their mortgage to subsidize loans to higher-risk borrowers with low credit scores. Like, you can't make this up. The Federal Housing Finance Agency will go into effect May 1st, will subsidize people with lower credit scores. The changes make no sense, said Bay Equity Homes owner Ian Wright. He said you're penalizing borrowers with larger down payments and credit scores because they need to subsidize people that don't have high credit scores and don't save their money. The Federal Housing Agency oversees federally-backed mortgage companies, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and this will be part of the Affordable Housing Act that they've done years ago and the same thing that was under Obama that they've been slowly doing. This falls into the 15-minute cities. This falls into the reduction of the setback property lines that allows houses to have only six-foot setbacks on the sides and the backs of them. This goes back into square footage restrictions that they can go in and have you know 1,500-square-foot houses with six-foot setbacks and up to six and seven dwellings per acre, even in low-density, medium-density residential housing areas that don't have the infrastructure to handle it. They still put them in because it's part of the affordable housing. And under the new rules, consumers with lower credit ratings and less money for a down payment will qualify for better mortgage rates than they would otherwise have with somebody that has saved their money and done well. Now, what's interesting about this is we already saw how this worked out with the ninja loans and ninja mortgages back in the mid-2000s. If you guys recall those, this, these were one of the main things that started the housing collapse. And they were the ninja mortgages. They were the no income, no job, no assets. People were coming in no proof of income, no job, no money down. Boom, rubber stamp approved. You got approved for a mortgage. And they were getting those balloon notes. So all of a sudden, they come in, their mortgage is like six, $700 a month for two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a month house. Ludicrously low. Or they'd be subsidized. Then all of a sudden, the interest rate balloons, the whole thing matures. And all of a sudden, their mortgage went from 800 a month to 4000 a month. Everybody went, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? There's no way this could have happened. What what possibly occurred? Well, you took people with a 300 Beacon score that don't pay their bills, that have no significant savings whatsoever because they spend everything they make, and then you gave them a nice house and then told them, hey, by the way, don't worry about it. In a couple of years, you can refinance. And then they couldn't, and then they defaulted on their houses. They just turned in their keys or people squatted and people had massive subdivisions. They were completely empty and people left. It's very common. This is kind of the same concept, except it's even worse now because now they're saying, hey, if you've got a 780 Beacon score and you've been saving up your money for a while and you've been investing and you've been you know, going in and trying to make more money on the market or you've been saving up cash, you've been you know, flipping cars on the side or having side jobs, you've been really working, you're ready for a house mortgage, you got a 780 Beacon score, you've been busting your butt for a decade to get ready for it, you got some money down, and they go, well, listen, see, the, the way this account works is you've been doing all this work, but you're still going to have to have a higher rate. What, why do why do I have an 8.5% mortgage with a 780 Beacon score all this money down? Well, because you got to understand, we're doing it for your safety and your, your health. It's for your protection because, see, 
Joe down the road, he's only got a 300 beacon score, you know, and he, he's filed bankruptcy three times and he doesn't pay his bills. But, you know, he's got to have affordable housing, too. So we're, we're giving him a 3% mortgage, you know, because it's, it's, it's science, guys. You got to understand it's science. So you're subsidizing his high risk mortgage because you pay all your bills and you're stable. You're subsidizing his mortgage for him because there's a high probability he's going to default. That makes no sense whatsoever at all. <laughs> Even in a capitalistic society, that doesn't make any sense at all. Unless you're trying to begin the beginning phase of rolling in socialism in the United States, which is what they already started to do during COVID. The entire premise of what they did during COVID, what they tell you? You can't work. You're not essential. You can't go to work. You can't. You can't you're not allowed to work. We'll give you money. Stay at home. Get fat and happy. Watch the TV. Watch propaganda. We'll send you a check every month. You don't need to go to work. We'll give you unemployment. We'll give you SNAP. We'll give you WIC. We'll give you STEMI checks. You don't do anything. Stay at home and collect the check. It's for your safety. That was the real first nail in the coffin with socialism in the United States. Don't Don't worry about it. We got you covered. We're the government. And we've seen how that has worked now. Now this is the next phase. Now people that are saving up money, people that are working on their credit, people that are trying to acquire things and build wealth are now saying, hey, guess what? It doesn't matter you did all this stuff. You've got to do this to subsidize all these other people that don't want to take care of their finances and don't want to be responsible. This, again, is textbook socialism run amok. And the way you get this is you continue to desensitize the American population and thinking these little things are okay. Little step here, little step here, little step here, little step here. The next thing they'll start doing, which they're already working on, is building a environmental social credit score with businesses, which they've already started on, and they'll roll them into people now. And they'll say, oh, well, listen, if you drive too much, you have multiple vehicles, or if you have a vehicle that doesn't get enough fuel mileage, all these things are going to tick down on your environmental social score, and that's going to have a small effect on your social credit score or your or scratch, your, your, your beacon score. And these all these things are being put together in unison. And the way they've continued to keep people dumbed down over the years is they keep injecting massive amounts of toxins and compounds in the food supply, water supply, and overall topics of your life, one of those being fluoride. I was reading a book the other day. It's a very interesting book if you want to read it. It's called The Devil's Poison by Dean Murphy. It was written in 2008, and it goes all the way back to the 30s on what this compound is and why it was brought about. And it talked about at the beginning phases, fluoride had various various things they were testing it on and what they actually looked at it on and how they were looking at it as far as with building different things, how they were going in and making all these different things from the 30s and 40s, including nerve gas, rocket fuel, radioactive U-235 for bombs, wood preservatives, rodenticide, insecticide, all these things that fluoride was great for in those categories. And this orthodontist began investigating increasingly prevalent lines and spots that he saw in the enamel of children, like rings on a tree. And he thought, how is this excessive fluoride exposure causing this with fluorosis? And he started looking at it, and he said fluoride builds up in the body, and it causes blockages in the ways that cells breathe and lead in the malformation of collagen. But when it took a step further in the book, what he goes into was one of the members of the Communist Party, Oliver Goff. Back in 1936, discussed in detail in the literature, he brings it up in this book, how they were trained through the art of poisoning water supplies. They discussed thoroughly the fluoridation of water supplies and how they were used in Russia as a tranquilizer in the prison camps. And then it was later brought into the American water supply after World War II. They also went on to talk about how the deadly fluoride was brought into the concentration camps with Hitler. 
under the German staff and the Russian general staff exchanged scientific military ideas and the personnel in the scheme of mass control through water medication was seized upon by the Russian communists because it fitted ideally in the plans to communize the world. Mass medication involving the fluoridation of public water supply systems has long been known as an important technique of communist philosophy of mass control. The idea of artificial water fluoridation was first conceived and practiced as a communist technique. It is a devastating poison on the body. It completely weakens the immune system, the human mind, and the body by profoundly altering the biochemical composition of the body and seriously interfering with physiological functions. They knew that bulls and wild animals and circus animals could be made almost tame by drinking water with fluoride in it. The Russian scientists were the first to study this effect, and it was later brought on to Germany, and then right after World War II was later brought into the United States and has been ongoing now since the 50s. This is why I have so intentionally told people, I tell you all the time, do not use toothpaste with fluoride in it. Do not use mouthwash with fluoride in it. Do not drink tap water with fluoride in it. The best possible thing is try to have your own distillation system the best you possibly can. We carry those. At least have a good filter system if you can't afford one of those. But do not drink regular tap water. Don't drink it at restaurants. A lot of times we go to restaurants, I bring my own water, and as sad as that is, or I'll order bottled water like in glass if it's a nice restaurant. Even bottled water in plastic, in my opinion, if it's true, clean, purified spring water from artesian water, it's better than drinking just straight tap water with fluoride dumped into it. But one of the biggest, most common things that people use on a regular basis is fluoride toothpaste. When it says on the bottle, if ingested, see a poison control center immediately. And you're putting it in your mouth. Just think about that for a second. But I want to bring that up as one of the primary reasons why, in my opinion, we've watched the moral aspect and over the, the continual cognitive function aspect decline so much in the United States where people literally will sit there and they'll watch this stuff happen right now. They'll watch it happen right in front of them. And they'll go, ah, whatever. It is what it is. I'm not worried about it. They're like, dude, this is happening right in front of us. How about we, we don't go along with it? Nah, nah, we'll just go along to get along. It'll be over soon. I can't tell you how many times I heard that during COVID. Can't tell you. Just also just get put the mask on. Just just get this over. It's almost over. Was it? Was it almost over with? That two weeks to flatten the curve turned into three years. Every month was another month. Every week was another week. Didn't seem to stop to me. Why? Because people went along with it. When people go along and don't resist, don't stand up, don't speak out, don't become vocal, don't make their voices heard. You're pretty much giving consent through silence. This is what these individuals run off of on a regular basis. This is what they operate off of on a regular basis. They simply go, hey, man, you know what? If they're not going to resist it, if they're not going to say no to it, then we're just going to keep going along with it. And that is why they keep doing what they're doing as long as people consent. That's why I said it's so vocal. Even if you know something's going to occur, if you know something's going to happen with, you know, with commissioner meetings or county meetings or something, still go. Still go and raise your voice. Still go and make a scene. Still go and make your voice heard. They may still push stuff anyways, but they will know. They will remember your name, and they will know that you're not going to go quietly into the night about it. That's why we did what we did at the school board meeting. And with so many people to send on Polk County School Board, the school board finally, because they were not going to bring it up. They were fighting about it. They blatantly said we are not removing the mask mandate for the children. The mask have to stay on for kids for the next school year. We said, okay. We're just going to drag this out all night, see how many people we can drag in, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. Okay, you're going to give us three minutes apiece, let's add another 20 people. Now you're going to be rude, grab another 30 people. Just keep adding in. We'll sit here all night. 
If you guys want to play this game, we'll play this game. But it's important that people get active because this is not a joke anymore, and they're continually pushing it. And one of the biggest things that I've always learned and been taught over the years is that you lose every fight you don't get into when you know you have to get into one. If you know you're getting into a fight and back out of it, you're going to automatically lose. It was like what will Michael Jordan say. You lose every shot you don't take. doesn't matter. You may miss it. You may miss a ton of them. But you know for a fact you're going to miss that basketball shot if you don't take that shot 100% of the time. So pick what you want to stand up for. Pick what you want to be vocal about. Pick what you want a conviction on. One of those things that everybody should be convicted on at the very least are our children's health, protection, their moral health, the safety of them should be a top-tier priority. And I continue to encourage those people that are speaking up, continue to stand up for what you believe. What do you think, Dev? Uh, I think this is a really good show today. <laughs> good show. Some shows are really good, and some of them are off the charts. This was not off the charts. It was a really good show. Uh, but I want to bring one thing up about the fluoride. Stanley Kubrick was a Hollywood insider. He did a lot of stuff like The Shining. He, he talked about he did 2001 Space Odyssey. You know, he did Eyes Wide Shut. He also did the movie Doctor Strangelove. And in Doctor Strangelove, the entire premise of the movie and starting World War III against the Russians where the invasion – it was the introduction of fluoride into the water supply, you know, and Kubrick was letting people know how bad it was in this movie. But, of course, everybody saw it as a parody and they ignored it. But Kubrick was really going out and telling people the truth about what that was. Those were Slim Pickens way back in the 60s and starting World War III over fluoride. It's that big of a deal with fluoride. It's a toxin. It's a neurotoxin. It lowers IQ in children. Often everything he said about it was right, and they used it in the concentration camps in Germany to lower the IQs and make people servile and infertile. And when the United States government saw that and saw the research that was so basically prevalent and well-maintained in Germany in the concentration camps with these medical experiments on people, right after that, the United States in 1945, when they went into Dachau, they came out. In 1946, they introduced fluoride into the water supply of the United States. They had to take the American people and dumb them down. They had to take the American people and get rid of their fight, and they did it with fluoride. And Austin's right. Never drink that stuff. Never, ever drink it. Make sure that water is at least filtered if you're in a restaurant. Ask them if they use an RO system because that will take it out. But don't put that poison on your body ever, 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 ever. Had the opportunity to pray for you guys today. You guys are amazing. Watch that movie, Dr. Strangelove, again. But this time you watch it about the fluoride and see what you think. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. You're absolutely right. I mean, and you know you're doing something right when you're getting a lot of pushback, when people are talking about it, when people are getting up flustered and going, oh, man, he's talking about this. He's pushing back. And I saw a Utah State Republican lawmaker. He had his house vandalized the other day because they introduced a bill to ban transgender surgeries on minors. No joke. People spraying red paint all over his door for fascist. Fascist. They call him a fascist because he said we don't think children under the age of 18 need to be having gender mutilation surgeries. So he's a fascist for that. I would love to see their definition and their understanding of the term fascism, uh, but I quite frankly can tell you these people can't even put together any type of – Cognitive sentence, if you ask them a direct question about that, they usually just scream and yell and pitch a fit. Or you just have more Antifa members that are being paid to do this. That's what a lot of this is. We saw that with the firebombings of the uh, pregnancy centers you know, during the whole Roe versus Wade leak and that whole debacle. So again, this is something that's really, really crucial that people stand up. This is why Florida is becoming so vocal about it because people down here in Florida, in most cases, if they're awake and they've lived here long enough, they realize that if it is to be, it's up to us. We're usually on our own. That's it. <laughs> We're on our own down here. 
So we're trying to do everything we can. I encourage you to do the same all across the country, everywhere. And if you're in a place that is so hardcore left that there's not much redeeming of it and it's a failed city or failed state, then there's always the option of looking at moving. And I mean that sincerely, looking at other options because some places – you can't really redeem them anymore once they're completely and totally overwhelmed with communism. I mean, look at San Francisco and a lot of the other stuff with that that's happening over there. It's just sad. It is what it is. But again, this is why I've continued to encourage people to stay strong, stay healthy, keep your mind sharp, keep your body sharp so you can do the best you possibly can. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Lots of different stuff on the website right now, including the Maximum Energy Kit on sale. This is one of my favorite stacks that we have on the website right here, four power products on sale together. And be sure to check out the product of the week, the Pro Cut Core, 10% off, and vote for what you want to see when coming up this week. It looks like the prostate support's coming up. So be sure to check those out. And anything else that you may need at Health Masters, give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you out the best we possibly can. Hope you guys have a fantastically amazing night. Enjoy yourselves, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.